game is over when the horn sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 chance. You can hear the crowd here at Rogers Place. This is amazing. 16 straight wins for the Edmonton Oilers. 4-1 the final here this afternoon as they defeat the Nashville Predators. And Edmonton into the All-Star break on 16 straight. Gotta love it. It is indeed a sweet 16 for your Edmonton Oilers. 4-1 over Nashville this afternoon at Rogers Place. There has only been one winning streak longer in the history of the National Hockey League. The Oilers will try to tie that on February 6th when they play against the Vegas Golden Knights. They've equaled the 16-17 Columbus Blue Jackets. Just an incredible run today. The power play coming through with a couple of goals. Zach Hyman gets his 30th into an empty net. And Stuart Skinner, spectacular, a well-earned first star nod for him today as he stops 29 out of 30. We are live in Studio 99 at 456 along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins for Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. It's just an incredible streak, Rob. I mean, it's it's truly epic. It It is one of the greatest ever. <laughs> it's, yep. And, uh, you know, I said, if you reach eight, that's 10% of your season in a row in the bag. They've reached 16. That's basically 20% of the season. Uh, it's just, just remarkable. And well, we all saw this coming on October 20th <laughs> yeah. when things are going when they sideways. Keep the puck out of their own net. When yeah. you were saying just win one in a row, I think you meant just win 16 or 17 in a row. Uh, what you love about it is they're doing it different ways every night. One night it's the power play, one night it's the penalty killing. Some game it's the second line, some game it's the first line. Power play came through tonight. They, the Oilers are a good hockey club, top to bottom. They got a little bit better tonight by the addition of Corey Perry, which, I mean, you're adding something on a team that's won 15 straight and he makes you a little bit better, that's a good thing. Tonight, their stars were, were, were great in this hockey game. And, but I think the backbone of this entire run goes into goaltending. Uh, this is how many in a row now with it two goals or less? What are we Four, at? Uh, 14. 14. Because the first games. two of the streak, they allowed three. And one of them was with, wasn't there literally point one on yeah, the clock when so, the Rangers scored? So, I mean, in this, this game tonight, in the first period when it was, I mean, Nashville played good. This was not an easy game for the Edmonton Oilers. And there were times that the Nashville Predators were the better team on the ice. First period, two, goal, two chances that Nashville had that normally would be in the back of the net. Stewart's going to make unbelievable saves on. Uh... He, he, he comes up big in the third period on a couple plays. In a game where Leon and Connor both had three points, there was no disputing who the best player in the game was, and that was Stuart Skinner. So uh, Stuart Skinner is playing as good as any, if not better, goaltender in the National Hockey League right now. And that is uh, a, a good thing. When you are a, a good hockey club and you've got great goaltending, all of a sudden streaks like this become possible. Well, and, and the defending and the, the goal prevention, whatever you want to call it, is such a turnaround for this team. And we'll talk about that after we hear from head coach Chris Knobloch. We know about the streak only because you guys have talked about it. You bring it up. You ask us in these questionnaires or in the media. Um, but I honestly, yeah, we don't, th don't talk about it in the room. Um, 
uh, maybe it's on our minds a little bit, but as boring as it sounds, we've taken one game at a time and we're worried about the who our next opposition is. And I don't know, it feels good to win a, any game after it's done and you're coming in after a victory. Those feel good and uh, it doesn't matter how many it's been in a row. Yeah, and uh, as a lot has been said about your guys' defensive game over the last little while here. Lots of talk about Matias at home, lots of talk about Evan Bouchard, but what about uh, Vinny Deharnay? How, how have you seen his game over the stretch? Vinny's had a huge impact on our success of our team for, for many reasons, and a lot of it is um, you know our turnaround in the penalty kill. Our penalty kill's been very good, and our forwards have been doing their jobs, getting great pressure up by Ace Yanmark and Browns, especially on the forecheck. In the defensive zone, there's been a lot of block shots from guys like Nurse, CC, X, and Desi also. And Desi's, he's a big body, so his big body takes up a lot of space, but his reach, he gets his stick on so many pucks and breaks them up. And when he can't get a stick on a puck, he's sliding and breaking up plays like he did tonight. So. We've been very happy with this play. What were your thoughts on Corey Perry's play tonight and, and maybe the line as well? Very happy with that line. We kind of thought that that's what we were going to go with. And, you know, with Corey playing with those two speedsters, um, they get around the ice pretty well and are able to transport the puck, get it up ice. But Corey's so um, slick around the net. He, he's got that touch and he had some nice little tricky shots where the goalie made nice saves where otherwise... He would have surprised him. Um, now it's up to uh, Clowder and Dylan to um, go to the net and be prepared. That expect that puck coming to you because um, most guys wouldn't be able to do it. But he has that uh, ability to make those plays. Connor alluded to the fact that maybe not your best games here, but you're pulling wins out of these games. Um, it seems when you need to flip that switch, your team is able to access it and flip that switch. How valuable is that? Well, we're winning games, and uh, a lot of it is keeping the goals against down. Um, that's five on five. That's a lot has to do with the penalty kill and goaltending. Goaltending has been spectacular. Uh, 10 out of 10 almost every single night where I don't know when the last time a bad goal went in. They've been just very solid. And uh, the other part of it is special teams. Special teams is often the difference of winning and losing games. Um, I don't know when the last time we lost to the special teams battles. Like there's been times during this stretch where they've been tied, but I don't, I don't recall the last time we've lost. So that's definitely helped us win hockey games. Chris, when it comes to Stuart Skinner, he has taken his game to an elite level. What, what have you seen from him and, and how much does he exude confidence in the rest of the team knowing that he's going to play the way he's been playing right now? Yeah, when uh, somebody's confident, it's infectious. It's, it's spreads to the team. Um, you know, if your centerman, if your left winger and your centerman's has all that confidence, it helps you with your game. And a goaltender is probably the most important guy on the ice. And, you know, if your goalie's beaten and doesn't have the confidence, it sucks the life out of the rest of the team. But Stewart's been very even keeled and very obviously confident. But, um, yeah, the guy's definitely feel good when he's playing. When you're on a 16-game win streak, it uh, doesn't seem like the ideal time to have to shut it down for nine days. How do you approach this this break here and try to make it work to your benefit? Anytime you're winning games, you don't want that break. But, you know, I think a lot of the guys are 
a little banged up and need that rest. I know the same thing with, um, I believe in uh, December when we had that five-day break, we'd been playing well. I think we had won a few games in a row and we didn't really want that break, but it was good for us to reset. A lot of guys were banged up then, a lot better now than then. And um, we used that time to have some meaningful practices. I think this night now, guys have been pushing so hard and, you know, they, they know about the streak. They know about, I don't know, it's just good for, I think, everybody to reset and come back and get recharged for the second half of the season. When, when the team's rolling like this, how do you, as a coach, keep their attention in terms of teaching and, and keeping them fired up and motivated, like streak notwithstanding? Um, I, I don't know that we've been doing a very good job. Obviously, we've been winning hockey games, but I see a lot of things that we can improve on. And, you know, when we're coming back after the break, we, as a coaching staff, we're going to have to be so um, uh, well-prepared because we don't have as much practice time as we had in uh, December and January where we had time to work on things. And the second half of the season, we don't have as many breaks. So we got to be very... Um, our schedule has to be well thought out about what we need to work on and things that um, what we're going to address each practice. So it's going to be a, a challenge for the second half. Chris, how could you assess how it's been for you for the last two and a half months as an NHL coach? Has it been is it still a whirlwind or have you fit right in and now you know what you're doing as an NHL head coach? I don't know if I know what I'm doing, but I know what's going to be expected of me. I know what the schedule is. I know what my players are expecting from me. And so, yeah, do I know what I'm doing? I, I don't know I'm there yet, but I do know the, uh, the parameters of my job, where the first couple weeks, um, I don't think I did. Thank you. All right, that's Oilers head coach Chris Knobloch at the mic for Eclipse Restoration, named one of Western Canada's best restoration contractors three years in a row. Call 780-250-HELP or visit eclipse247.ca. Well, Chris Knobloch still learning on the fly. Got a pretty darn good record for that. But uh, as the Oilers figure it out again, 4-1 against the Predators, very good performance by the Predators. They just did not go away in this game. Even at 3-0, they cranked it up even again after that, made it 3-1. Early pull with 4.02 left. Uh, they're a good team. Well, it, they made it 3-1, and then 30 seconds later, they had a breakaway. Nyquist had yeah. a breakaway. So he scores there, it's 3-2, and all of a sudden, there was a little, maybe a little tightening on the other side. But uh, Nashville played good. They just they just lack uh, a little offensive punch after their first line, but work ethic, uh, very, very strong and physical. That yeah. is a big physical hockey club. I have a feeling they will be there come season's end in a playoff spot. Um, they play pretty good hockey, and the Oilers were pushed tonight and had to find a different way to win the hockey game. And we were talking before we went to Knobloch there about the Oilers keeping the puck out of their own net. Now, tonight they were outchanced. I mean, they were outshot 30-21. The shot attempts, so that factors in shots that go wide and shots that were blocked. It was 68-49 for Nashville. Yep. It's, you know, a significant gap. Um... But, again, Skinner made the saves. And, and I still think even on a, on a night like this where maybe the Oilers aren't generating as much as they would like, don't have the puck as they, they were like, we're not seeing, of course they happen, but we're not, compared to earlier in the year, we're not seeing 
three on one, two on nope. one breakaway. I mean, of course you see them, and I know you know against Seattle or whoever it was, they gave up three breakaways. It, it happens, and we're also not seeing. There's the puck in front of the Oilers net. There's a rebound chance. There's a rebound chance. Sticks not tied up. Guys not knocked down. Forwards are not collapsing to help out. They're they're just much more to me determined and thorough in their own end. Yeah, there's more commitment, and there's still mistakes. And tonight, I mean, the first period twice. Predators left wide open in front of the net. Both those probably should have been in the back of the net. They, they still make mistakes, but there's fewer of them. And there is a der- determination. And, uh, I mean, a great example was the effort level uh, was Deharnay, the, the slide across. And I know that Knobloch referenced it. Uh, it's doing whatever it takes to keep the puck out of the net. Um, and it's funny, and Bob and I just talked upstairs about this. The Oilers back end, there's six defensemen are very, very good and playing very well. And I know there's going to be a lot of people that are wondering what's going to happen at the trade deadline. I mean, I could see depth, but I mean, I don't know which one of those defensemen you'd want to pull out. Which one you say, okay, we got to upgrade on this. Because the way they're playing right now, they've gelled together. Their penalty killing is outstanding. Uh, their third pairing, I mean, there is doesn't seem to be a drop-off when the third pairing's on the ice. This is a, a good team from top to bottom that the trade deadline, you're thinking, do, what do we want to add? And is adding anything going to benefit us? Because right now, the chemistry on this team is exceptional. Yeah. 4-1, the Oilers win it tonight. It was a debut for Corey Perry, who plays... 12 and a half. 12.44, two shots on goal, two hits. So it is under for set the line for River Creek Resort and Casino. I set the line at 6.5. His shots on goal, his hits, plus his penalty minutes. Josh gets the $50 River Creek Resort and Casino gift card, but I, I, I thought he played well and you referenced it. You see the creativity and the offensive instinct is still there. I mean, this guy's going to the Hall of Fame and his whole career, he was a first line winger. Now, he's at the back end of his career and his legs will probably tell him you're a third liner now. You just, you don't have that in you anymore, but when he's on the ice, he still thinks the game as though he's a first round or first line player. And the play that he made from behind the net to Holloway, Holloway wasn't expecting that. Right. And nothing against who Holloway usually plays against, but that's not the kind of pass he usually gets. That's something you see from Connor and Leon, and Holloway didn't have a stick on the ice. Had he had it on his ice, he would have had a wide open net goal. Uh, Corey Perry, when he gets in the offensive zone, and now you're not asking him to sprint down the ice, he's big and he's strong. He uses his body very well, positioning it where he'll turn, kind of like Leon does, where Leon turns his body. So now if you want to get to the puck, you got to somehow get through my body. And while he's holding off the defender, he's looking for plays, looking where he can pass the puck to. Three or four times in this game tonight, he skates backwards into players. That's how he hits them and knocks them over. (laughs) He's just a big, strong man. Uh, I really liked what he did with Holloway and McLeod in this game. They did look, and now again, Holloway's looked good with everybody since he's come back. McLeod's confidence through the roof since he got up on the left wing with Drysaddle, and Corey Perry's a guy that's going to the Hall of Fame at some point who's pretty excited about a new lease on life here in Edmonton. So that line was very good in this hockey game, and probably the Oilers' second second best line in this game, and that bodes well for the Oilers going forward. 4-1, 4-1, the Oilers win it. We will make Corey, Par- uh, Corey Perry the fourth star tonight for Jandell Holmes, Alberta's premier modular home retailer. Dry Seidel with a goal and two assists. The third star, he gets career point number 800, appropriately enough, on a one-timer from the off wing 
on a power play. McDavid has a goal and three assists for four points. He's the second star. And Skinner, as we mentioned, with 29 saves, is the first star. Skinner has won his last 12 starts. He is 19-2 and two in his last 21 games. The Oilers are 24-3 and three in their last 27. It's just, I mean, it's almost surreal. Now, like, I'm talking about this stuff, doing a talk show every night, and I'm still sometimes thinking, is this reality? I'm actually saying this and, and the orders were we expected the orders to be good this year but i mean you never it's it's funny the questions a couple of questions to knoblock well when you're on a 16 game winning streak i'm thinking i, well, <laughs> I, I don't know if past, anybody except, yeah. except for leon saying well yeah when i was 12 uh, tw- uh, you know 10 year old in germany <laughs> we didn't lose but at any level probably once they got into their teens well, you're not winning this many games in a row the, the thing is there, there's been a lot of great teams over the years in the National Hockey League, a lot of uh, teams that would win three or four Stanley Cups in a row, and they would have good stretches. But usually the law of averages plays out where you could play a really good game and the goalie on the other team beat you. Or you could play a really good game, but uh, uh, an unfortunate bounce or a, a bad call could hurt you. Or you could the team plays great, but your goalie plays bad, or your goalie plays good. But there's so many things that could come into play that all of a sudden you lose a game. And that's what's so amazing, and that's why now there's only one other team that has done better than the Oilers when it comes to winning streaks. It's just so hard to beat the odds for this long. Um, They will be tested against Vegas, but again, the way the Oilers are playing right now, every time I come to the rink or every time you and I go to Ched, I'm expecting the Oilers to win. And... They well for 16 games they have not disappointed in that regard. Well, and 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 again, even some of the games on this winning streak where they, where you think, well, they could have played closer to their potential, it hasn't been a nightmare game. It no. hasn't gotten out of control. You know, it hasn't been. It's still been okay. It's it's their B game, you know, or B minus, but but it's still there. They they haven't come out and just laid a complete egg. Well, I think Matthias Ekholm said it best when he said that the way we have structure in our defensive game now, it allows our goaltenders to be great. And I think that's true. Even when the others don't play well, it's not like they did in games 1 through 12 not well, or at times last year where they're giving up four four or five goals against in games where their goalie actually played pretty good. Right. So right now, yeah, the goalie, they're asking their goalie to make a few saves, but they're not asking him to make... 10 to 12 grade-A scoring right. chances. It's, okay, we're going to need three or four. We're going to make some mistakes in this game. We, we have it in our game. So could you bail us out three or four times? And it's much easier for a Stuart Skinner to only have to bail the team out three times yeah. as opposed earlier in the season. You and I talked about it. The game that the Oilers lost 8-1, the, the goalies weren't that bad. They could have been 12 or 14 won that game. Yeah. That's how bad the Oilers were in game one of the season. Well, and, and when you know they had that stretch... Uh, I think after the Heritage Classic where they they had lots of shots and we said, well, you know, they, they, they scored three or four. They could have had five or six. But we also said there are still reasons they are losing. Yep. Uh, and it was usually, as we've talked about, a bad pinch, a bad five-minute stretch, couldn't kill a penalty. Maybe a goalie did give up a bad play. So now I think we look at it from the other perspective and say, okay, it's, it's their B game. It's 80% of their potential, but there are still reasons they are winning, you know, and, and today it's PK, it's a power play, it's a couple big saves, it's a best player on the other team missing an open net, and yep. and you get the goals at the big time, and, and you put it away. Well, what also, when you're, when you're playing as well as the others are, there's pressure on the opposition, so Forsberg has to score that goal. There's pressure, he needs to it, or that 
uh, uh, Evangelista has to score that chance because the others aren't giving up as many as they used to. So when you get that grade A scoring chance, you better take full advantage of it because you might not get a grade A for another 20 minutes. Right. Um, to me, the, the biggest reason, though, that the others are on the street, again, it goes goaltending has been excellent, but they're penalty killing. Uh, I mean, at 90, was it 93%, 94% now during this streak? Uh, just an, a good penalty killing is probably 82%. And that's about five or six goals that they would have given up in this stretch. That could change the complexion of some of the other hockey games that the Oilers have won. Their penalty killing, not only are they not getting scored on, they're giving zero momentum to the other team. Because if you have a power play, you are all over them for two minutes. Right after power, you got the next shift out or the next two shifts. Everything's going your way. The Oilers are killing penalties without giving a sniff to the opposition. So give, you got to give credit to the entire penalty-killing unit right now at how well they're playing. Yeah, the Oilers hold Nashville to 0 for 3 on the power play. The Oilers 2 for 3 today with the man advantage. The power play update for Conlon Motorsports. They'll help get you out there. Visit one of Conlon Motorsports' four locations across Alberta or online at conlonmotorsports.ca. 4-1 over Nashville is the final for the Oilers' 16th consecutive victory. It's the first time in the lineup as an Edmonton Oiler for this guy, Corey Perry. But uh, no, I had no issues. And, um, you know, that's why I put all the work in to, to get back to this, uh, this spot. And, um, you know, I fuck it. You got a couple of uh, warm responses from the crowd. How did that make you feel? Yeah, it's nice. Um, you know, I heard it uh, during the National Anthem, I think it was, and uh, I saw it. But, um, yeah, it's been like that all week. It's been a warm welcome, and uh, you know, I'm excited to be here. You're playing online with a couple of young guys there and Ryan McLeod and Dylan Holloway. How would you like playing with uh, two guys who have uh, a lot of skill and a lot of speed? Yeah, they, they uh, create a lot of out there and um, you know I thought I thought we actually had a little bit of chemistry early on only one practice together and uh, but for the most part you know we we're talking quite a bit on the bench on the ice uh, you know so that helps and just trying to figure out uh, you know where to be at the right time you step onto a bench with a team that's got 15 in a row now 16 what do you maybe observe about the way they're handling themselves and you know, it's surprising that they the streak is where it is, considering some of what you were seeing. Um, yeah, they, you know, they take a lot of pride in in their in their D zone first and uh, and work for, work their way out. Um, you know, that's one thing on the bench they're talking about a lot is you know make sure you get the third man high and uh, come back in your own zone um, and get that puck out. It's uh, you know then they have to reset. So um, no, that's uh, that's one thing I, I noticed. And I mean, Skins played pretty well back there. He made some big saves for us. Is there any value in getting at least one game in before the break? Yeah, that that was kind of the big goal when I signed. I try to get one in and that, uh, and then you know what are we have ten days off now or whatever it is. So um, yeah, it was it was nice to get one and, uh, and go from there. So what's it you, like? Sorry, what's it like being on, on the team and watching them on your team? As opposed to having a player I mean, it helps. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, he's he's a pretty tremendous player. Were you, were you kind of aware of the streak, or had you, you know, I know you were skating and you know just kind of prepping for a return, but is that something you were watching, or more once you saw and you went, hey, these guys have won X amount of games in a row? No, when you're not playing and you got a lot of time in your hands, um, you, know, you, you kind of know what's going on in, in the hockey world. I watch a lot of games, and um, yeah, it was you know it's not easy stepping into that situation, but um, you know I enjoyed it and just keep going. How do you handle the break? Just given, I mean, 
most years you can probably just take that break everybody else but you have to stay be on it a little bit more this time yeah probably um yeah i'll be doing a little bit extra than i normally would um you know just playing one game doesn't mean doesn't mean anything you, you, especially at uh at my age i keep uh, keep up with those little young guys i got on my mind so um as they as they say they're, they're speed speedsters so um no as they <clears throat> so i'll take it one day at a time and uh, come back uh, next week and just get ready to work here to get cheered here <laughs> i said here to get cheered here Was it your plan on your first shift to make sure you ended up on your rear end in the crease? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I had to make a statement somehow. And, uh, um, but yeah, as, uh, as it goes on, you know, you know where I'll be. All right, that is Corey Perry. Happy to help the Edmonton Oilers beat the Nashville Predators 4-1. It's also a $400 donation to 630 Shed Sands Anonymous from James H. Brown. Injury lawyers, when accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. They give $100 every time the Oilers score. We'll have more reaction coming up from the Edmonton Oilers dressing room as they make it 16 straight victories. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Chan. Bouchard to Ekholm, right wing to McDavid to the middle. His shot and his save made by Lankin. Mark behind the net. Scores! Connor McDavid! of the season. One of his four points this afternoon as the Oilers beat Nashville 4-1. Here's number 97. First shift as an Oiler and he ends up kind of on his rear end in the crease. No surprise there. <laughs> no, we've seen that before obviously um, here in Edmonton but um, you know, that's the game he's going to bring. Um, you know, hard nose, gets, his, gets himself to the net, keeps pucks alive. Um, I thought he was real good for obviously having some time off. He looked real good, dangerous, made some great plays. I thought that whole line played really well. Now going into the break, can you reflect on, on this run you guys are on and how impressive it is and how things have gone your way? Yeah, it's exciting. I think, um, obviously, it's a great run. I feel like um, the boys have played great. I thought uh, this past week wasn't our best hockey. Um, we found a way to get three wins, which is a great sign. Um, you know, we've gotten great goaltending. Um, the back end's been good, the kill's been amazing. Um, those are all good things. Is that the, what's impressive about this is that you guys are doing it with defensive and you haven't given them two goals and they haven't given them two goals. What makes this run special and impressive for you? Uh, I think what makes it special is it's been everybody. It's been everybody all together um, pulling on the rope. It hasn't been um, you know, one or two guys. Um, it's been it's been the entire group, whether it's um, you know, DR scoring a big goal or a kill, you know, killed one off late in the third or, you know, Whatever, um, you know, it's been everybody pulling on the rope, and um, that's what good groups do. And um, we've shown that over the, over the course of, uh, of the stretches. Connor, this is one of those games where you get the two quick power play goals. It hasn't always been the last little while, but you made them pay for those first couple of penalties. It's nice to score a few on the power play. Um, it's been an area that has probably been our, our weakest um, through this, this stretch. Um, and we know that our power play can can change games. It can it can be a huge asset for us, um, as we've showed over the past few years. So if we can get that going at a high 
high level um, and keep our game where it's at. Um, it only adds to uh, adds to the group. I know it's a few days away, and you're not going to dwell all week on this game in Vegas. But you're going into Vegas, a big divisional game. There's a huge record on the line. Uh, it should be kind of fun. What do you think? Yeah, it should be fun. We obviously uh, we obviously owe Vegas a good game in their building. Um, you know, it's a fun building to play in. You know, we we uh, we love playing there. We know the first hand, um, the environment. Um, they're a great team. That's uh, that's also playing really, really well. So um, it's something to look forward to at the uh, at the end of the break. That is Connor McDavid. Four points. Oilers beat Nashville 4-1, and he finds a way to score. Rob, they're not all end-to-end rushes beating all five guys. Well, it's it was him hunting the puck down that created the scoring chance. He he had the puck up high in the slot, threw it on net, and while most players watch to see where the puck's going he attacked and found the puck and when he found the puck he had time and this is the difference between great players and superstars and everyone else in the world everything slows down so where when you're on the ice if, if any fan went, went out and stood on the ice in a hockey game in the National Hockey League level it would seem like you had race cars going around you mm-hmm. it, it's so fast for most NHL players it's it's a much slower speed, but it's still it's a very quick game. But for the superstars, everything seems to be in slow motion. So when the puck comes to him beside the net, he has all these things just slowed. Okay, wait a sec. There's I got time. Oh, I can move here. The goalie's kind of turned this way. I think if I throw the puck off his back there, it should be able to deflect into the net. That's all going through his mind split second, and then he's able to execute it. So it, most players aren't thinking that. They get the puck, and they just start jamming, or they just throw it, or they go behind the net. Connor McDavid slows everything down. Okay, what is the best opportunity for me to score a goal here? Hey, how about I do this? And he gets the puck. He bounces it off the back of the goaltender in the net, and he just makes it look routine. Superstar make the, the difficult look very routine. We will go to the hotline, 780-496-0063, provided by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed per all the way. We have Frank standing by. Hi, Frank. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Haven't called in a while, and uh, everything seems to be going gangbusters. Uh, it's pretty tough to, to find any critiques. I mean, Defensively, we're doing awesome. We're scoring goals. The goaltending seems to be fixed. I got to agree with Rob. I hope that they don't make any moves except depth moves at the trade deadline uh, because the chemistry seems well. My only question is this, and we've seen it with other really good teams in the past. Have, are they peaking too early before the playoffs? Is there a danger of them peaking too early before the playoffs? Uh, because that could be a disaster if they are. Well, I mean, your goal every night that you play is to win a hockey game. So, as a as a player, your your job is to go out and win, and the Oilers are doing that very very well. Now, I don't. I, I, the Oilers the Oilers could win 25 in a row straight, and set an all-time NHL record that may never ever be broken. They could come back and win the Western Conference and be have home ice advantage all the way to the Stanley Cup playoffs. They could set all of these personal records, the beating Grant Fuhrer, setting all these pretty cool things. But the Oilers are only going to be judged on what they do in the playoffs. If the Oilers win 27 straight and then go in the playoffs and lose in the second round, no one's going to remember the 27 straight as being a positive. All they're going to remember is the Oilers lost in the second round. So 
I, I don't think you can say a team's peaking too early. I think there's some things you're like, okay, the Oilers have been very fortunate right now. They have run into zero injuries. Yep. And you look around the National Hockey League, some of the teams, they're going to play Vegas. Vegas has got three or four of their top players out. The Oilers have been healthy. So, like, does that injury bug nip them at the wrong time? They're getting bounces. Forsberg misses a wide-open net tonight. Does that... In a playoff game, all of a sudden it's Jack Eichel or Nathan McKinnon. Does that play go in the net? So those are things you look at. But as for peaking, the, a hockey player's one job. It's to go out, do the best of his ability to try and win a hockey game. And the Oilers have done that better than anyone in the NHL this season. 4-1 is the final tonight. Whenever the Oilers get to five or more in a game, we turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on 630Ched.com. That allows you to print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village. Now open for lunch at Edmonton South and West Edmonton Mall. An afternoon celebration for the senses. Visit jvedmonton.ca. Okay, we'll get to a couple more of your phone calls at 780-496-0063. You will also hear from Leon Dreisaitl, who gets career point 800 tonight, and from Stuart Skinner, 29 saves, great performance. He wins again. He extends his own team record for consecutive wins by a goaltender by taking it to 12. It is amazing times in oil country with a 16-game winning streak. We're back after the news and weather with more Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chad. Pass across to McDavid. Healed it. Gets it back. Left wing to Nugent Hopkins. Over to Drysaddle to McDavid. He'll walk into Drysaddle. Scores! Leon Drysaddle. One timer off the right side. And it's 2 nothing Oilers. So that was the 800th career point for Drysaddle. 23rd goal of the season on the power play. Fitting way to do it. He also added a couple of assists. Oilers beat the Predators 4-1 to take their winning streak to 16 games. You will hear from Dreisaitl in a couple of minutes here. Let's go back to the phone lines for a sec, though. We have the Warrior from Phoenix tonight. Go ahead, sir. Oh, you know how much proud I am to, 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 to be able to drive around all day listening to the game, almost run out of gas. But, uh, Brownie, I want to tell you I identify with you in your Hall of Fame deal. It took me 24 <laughs> years to get in the Western Professional Hockey League Hall of Fame. And that doesn't happen if my good friend Jack Michaels doesn't uh, send me a video that I forwarded to Brad Treleving. So uh, it's always good as, as a Hall of Famer. I don't look down upon anybody else who isn't in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Incidentally, Jack Michaels yeah. is the greatest broadcaster in the history of the NHL. And yeah. that's the history. Nor do so, you uh, name drop. And as far as uh, Stoffer, he's still mad at me because the uh, – I couldn't get him and Rob Dom to play the Stony Plain Eagles. So anyway, let's let's get on to uh, less about the Warrior, more about the uh, the Oilers. I, I'm feeling this. I, I, I'm feeling this. I, I I can't believe anything. A better call than Jack Michael St. Leander I settled. And uh, yeah, I just so excited about this 16-game uh, win streak, which incidentally is 16 years. Since my uh, ex-girlfriend declared me persona non grata and I had to leave uh, uh, Stony Plain. One wow. final thought, Cam Moon. Cam Moon, you're, you're still as awesome as you were when you were taking care of me down in Red Deer. And, Brownie, you play your cards right. I'll send you an autograph 
uh, picture with my uh, Hall of Fame trophy. Oh, my God. Oh. Please do it. I'll put it up in my bar. Make sure you put HHOF on it, Hockey Hall of Fame, but right beside your name. Yeah, okay. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> okay, well, that was fun. It's fun times see, for see, Oilers now, fans. Now I'm interested to see his, his hockey credentials. I want to see this. Yeah. Warrior well, he knows Jack, so. Well, I mean, Jack doesn't know. He doesn't Jack's, know just everybody. Like, Jack, if you know Jack, you're somebody. Now I feel like texting Jack and seeing who the warrior is. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, everybody is happy right now. All the phone calls are happy, Reed. We had, we had a stretch where we had a lot of sad and mad phone calls. It's completely different now here yeah. in January. Well, we'll see when eventually they lose. No, I, I can't see it happening. <laughs> I cannot see it happening. It is. I, I mean, I just think um, I know the players haven't been talking about it, but now they know the record is imminent. Yes. I mean... I, I can't imagine what it's like to be a pro athlete, but I would think if I were there, I'd be like, well, now I want the record. Well, y- I mean, yes. at the, like you said, at the begin- when it start, I mean, the Oilers have these eight-game segments, trying to go five and three, rack up points, play well. But, I mean, now I'd be like, I want to be in that record book. Yeah, it, well, when it's 12 or 13, you're still thinking, okay, it's a long ways away. We still have to, because you still, when you won 12 straight, to get this record, you still have to have a really good winning streak to get there because you need a five-game winning streak to get there, which yeah. doesn't happen as often as you would think. So, yeah, now that they're so close, they're one game away from tying it, and, and then to be able to tie it in Vegas, a team that you hate, and then go <laughs> a couple days. Then you actually, then they get a day, two days off before they then go to back-to-back. That's back-to-back, it's back-to-back LA, yeah. so Anaheim. So uh, it, it's fun, and it, it'll be something that uh, if... If this turns out to be a magical year for the Edmonton Oilers, they will look back and say, you know, we'd won this, but we also had this incredible streak during the yep. season. And it all started with us being god-awful at the beginning of the year. Our, our Stanley Cup winning season when we won 23 straight games started with an 8-1 drubbing to the Vancouver Canucks. But we turned it around. We got Brian on the Certainty Dotline as well. Go ahead, Brian. I'd like to say that, you know, I was uh, pleasantly, uh, I, or I was quite pleased at how uh, well Corey Perry uh, fit into the lineup. Uh, I was a little concerned about speed and that, but uh, he, he looks quite comfortable for game one. Uh, second of all, uh, you know, you used to have so much to talk about in the first uh, 13 games, but it was all negative. Now we're winning, and there's hardly much to talk about. But I do want to give a hypothetical to you two gentlemen. So hypothetically, when they break the record and go on and win the Stanley Cup. Oh, jeez. That's okay. I hear you. I'm, I'm, probably, you. Not, I'm probably not going to answer your question. <laughs> oh, I think you will. Would they then be considered the best team in NHL history, better than the 85-86 Oilers? Well, I think it was actually the 84-85 team that was voted the best, which is very subjective. Um, I I don't know. I mean, we have to see what their final regular season record would be. Um, I mean, that was just like last year. I had the Boston Bruins won the Stanley Cup last year. Would they have been the the best ever because of the season they had? I, I, I don't know. That's uh, if, if, if the Oilers win the Stanley Cup, 
well, they'd be a hell of a team. So well, they, I, I know I know <laughs> we're not giving you an answer. I don't even know how to answer see, that. See, like right now, I believe the Oilers are a very good hockey club. Right. For them to become a great hockey club, it'll be, have to be what they do at playoff time. And uh, we are still a ways away from that. But this is really a nice uh, audition, a nice preparation for what the Oilers are really looking forward to, game 83. And they did not have the focused proper at the beginning of the season. I think, as you've mentioned a few times, they may have been looking for game 83 yeah. on game one. Their, their focus is strictly on the game right now as uh, they have been excellent here uh, over the last, what is it, 29 games now? 20, what are the others, 23? What are they up to? 24 and 3 in their so, last 27. So, so that is, it is quite a part. And it's funny, the best part about all that is they're 24 and 3 with a three-game losing streak in there. That's right. They've actually had three eight-game winning streaks. Just two of them were back-to-back <laughs> to get to 16. That is quite, yeah, another that's way to look cool, at yes. it. All right, Dreisaitl up to 800 points. Here he is. Uh, yeah, it's special, of course. Um, you know, it takes a lot of, a lot of good efforts and good games to, uh, to get to that number. Um, I think we've been a bit sloppy the last three, um, but obviously had some individual uh, performances that... Um, Got, got us the win, so um, you need that sometimes too. So um, it's been a great, great stretch for us. How about uh, Stuart Skinner? Just this, I know, the team's on this run, but he's on a run to himself. The goal fitting position has all that pressure with it, so there's that focus. Yeah, he's been uh, he's been great. Um, you know, I uh, can't remember the last time uh, you know he gave up more than two. So um, it's been been a while, and hopefully, it, uh, you know, stays that way, continues that way. And, um, yeah, he's been he's been great for us. Pretty remarkable transformation from the start of the season. Like back then, you knew you were better than you were playing, but did you have any in- inkling that you guys would be the same? Um, well, I knew we were a good team. Um, you know, when when you're lacking confidence, um, that's that's more than 50% right there, right? So um, that's that's tough to come back from. But um, obviously, we found it. Um, yeah, just looking to continue it now. What does a break potentially do for when you're on a break like this? Um, yeah, just you know, gets gets guys uh, you know an extra week maybe to get healthy or, or um, get some rest and um, you know recharge uh, some energy. So um, yeah, we'll we'll take it and uh, move on. You guys haven't spoken about the numbers and talked about it a lot. The next game is to tie the all-time NHL record. You're coming back. You're going to Vegas, a real hot rival. Uh, tell us. It sounds like yeah, a fun it's going to be. A, yeah, it's going to be a, a great game. Um, I think both teams are, are aware of what's what's happening, what's going on. So um, we're just looking to continue to play our game, get better each and every day, and um, get better from game to game. And um, you know, obviously, uh, we, we want to continue the streak, but uh, more importantly, we're we're just taking it game by game and um, we're trying to get better. Nine days. You guys have not allowed two goals a game, or more than two goals a game, so long. Does that make it more impressive? Is that you're doing it defensively. Yeah, yeah, we, we've been doing it the right way. Um, like I said, we, I think we've been a little little sloppy for um, a couple periods here and there over the last couple of games, but we cleaned it up uh, when, when we needed to in, in the right moments. And, um, yeah, all around, uh, obviously, an incredible streak. Hopefully, we can keep it going. The fear would be that nine days you guys lose your mojo or cool off or anything like that. Is there anything to that? I, I don't know. I guess guess we'll find out. Hopefully not. <laughs> um, but you know, we, we know what's at stake, and, and um, 
you know, we're still in no position to, to take our foot off the gas here. So, um, yeah, just looking to continue. How much do you enjoy the All-Star game in the 16th? Yeah, it'll be, it'll, be, uh, it'll be a good time. It'll be a good couple days, yeah. All right, so that's Leon Dreisel heading to the All-Star game. I mean, Hyman should be going. I agree. Nothing against Leon Hyman no. should be going. He's got uh, 30 goals already. Yeah, I, I understand what the NHL wants, to have someone from every team. Um, but sometimes when you do that, you're taking chances away from guys that deserve to be there. And it's not just Zach Hyman. There's a number of right. players. Well, in the when NHL you have a player vote, so McDavid's on, and then you, or when you have a fan vote, I think a lot of fans, I think a lot of Oilers fans voted for Hyman. I think a lot of other fans might just be like, oh, yeah, they got dry settled. Well, but, or they're voting for their own team, player, player on their own team. So I just, uh, I thought with the injuries, he might get in. Uh, and they, they picked a couple other players who are good hockey players, but uh, Kyle Connors had some injuries this year. He does not having the same season as Zach Hyman. And then you throw in the fact that Zach Hyman, it's hometown, uh, used to play for the Leafs. It just would have made so much sense for him to be the replacement player uh, for one of the injured players. So it, it's too bad because I think some of the guys that have been there 12, 14 times to All-Star games, Maybe it gets a little old, but for a guy who's going to, you know, his first or his second, I'm not sure if Hyman's been to one before, I'm sure it would have been a pretty uh, exciting time for him. Oilers beat the Predators 4-1 as we check the scoreboard for Advantage Trailer Rentals, your one-stop source for commercial trailer rentals. Visit AdvantageTrailerRentals.com. Late in the first, Jets up 1-0 on Toronto. Canadians lead the Penguins 1-0. Caden Gooley. Gets the goal there, his fourth of the season. We like that kid. He's a good hockey player. Devils and Lightning scoreless in the first. Coyotes lead the Hurricanes 1-zip. Senators lead the Rangers 1-0. Finals from earlier. Sabres knock off the Sharks 5-2. Stars beat the Capitals 5-4 in overtime. Bruins take it to the Flyers 6-2. We have Michael on the Certainty Hotline. Michael, go ahead, please. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. My question is technically for Rob. Um... Technically, you said that if, um, like, after the Florida game, they lost that three third straight game. I think it was Florida or Carolina. I can't remember who it was. But you said they should be getting the next fourteen, which is fine. And I'm. Well, my question is that they if you're getting, that, sorry, the, the what? If you're, uh, they should be getting fourteen, fourteen points out of the sixteen or fourteen wins out of the. Yeah, well, Rob said games. from Christmas to now. Yeah. They should go 12-2. and two. They've gone 14-0. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's the point. But my, my advice is to you, uh, no offense to Chicago or to anybody else, but Vegas is not Chicago. Vegas is not. So if you're in that dressing room, what are you telling your team to be getting that number 17? Because, of course, um, Vegas is a better team than Chicago yeah. or well, even the Predators or everybody else. Well, the Oilers understand that. They, they, that's what, I mean, Leon just talked about how excited he is about that game because of the fact that it's not, I mean, it's a record. It's against the team that knocked him out of the playoffs last year. It's the Stanley Cup champions. Uh, they'll be up for it. This is, the Oilers, if this game wasn't for an NHL record, the Oilers still would be up and excited about playing against the Vegas Golden Knights. The Vegas Golden Knights, until someone else wins a Stanley Cup, are the best team in the National Hockey League. They have the Stanley Cup. They have the rings. So there, there will be no player in that dressing room that doesn't realize that it's a step up in weight class to all the other teams they've played on this streak. So the Oilers will be ready for it, and they'll be excited about it. Yeah, when, when Rob made that prediction, the Oilers were two games into their winning streak. Yep. They'd beaten 
I guess the Devils were first. The Devils and then the Rangers. And then you said between Christmas and now, you thought, they could, their you thought they could go 12-2. and two. Yeah, and, and you underestimated. You're so <laughs> negative, Rob. Why didn't you believe in anybody? Well, I, was, I, I thought at some point something would go wrong for them. It's where, you know, a bad break, bad bounce, bad night. But yeah. even when they've had the bad break, bad bounce, bad night, they've somehow found a way to win a hockey game. So... Uh, it is funny, though. I know that a lot of people, when they, the streak started getting to an 11 or 12, they started looking ahead to see, okay, if they do get this record, right. who are they going to play against? And all of a sudden, everyone got excited about the fact that it will be in Las Vegas, uh, a team that the Edmonton Oilers have had on their mind since last May. And I know it's not winning a Stanley Cup, but going into Vegas and setting a record at their expense would be would feel really 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 good for these players at the start of january the oilers were eight points behind the los angeles kings they are now six points ahead of them pretty crazy we will hear from stuart skinner when we bring you back oilers win 4-1 this is heartland ford overtime open line Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Chad. Gives it to McDonough. On the left wing, Novak to McDonough. On the right side, pass in front. Oh, the stop by Skinner after Evangelista let it go. He got the pass in the slot, and Stuart Skinner somehow got a piece of that. Exceptional work by Skinner today. That's his save of the game for Crystal Glass. Call 310-GLASS or visit crystalglass.ca. Edmonton 4, Nashville 1 is the final. Skinner on the season, now 23-9-1. Here he is. A team just, uh, they're not giving up a lot in front of you, but you're getting your job done well too, Stu. Just a thought on defensively what you guys are continuing to do here. Yeah, I think it's been uh, really impressive. Um, it's obviously been a lot of fun being able to kind of be on the back end of those things. Um, like how you saw it tonight, we did everything we could to keep the puck out of our net. Um, you saw it in the second period when Vinny dove for it, um, and it was uh, very noticeable then. But even the small little details that we're doing defensively has been making a huge difference. Your game, Stu, and just maybe comment on your game and how well you're feeling right now and how well you're playing. Yeah, uh, I feel great. Um, I mean, yeah, it's been a, it's been a interesting year, uh, ups and downs, and um, we still got a lot more to go. I mean, we still got three months, uh, three months ahead of us here before we, uh, you know, have real bullets fly at us. So, um, ho- hoping, hoping so. Anyways, so we got a, we got a lot more work to do, and I'm just gonna keep on doing my thing, keep on. Uh, Keep on working on my game every day. Um, yeah, that's about it. What's the sense of this streak? Because you know, a lot of people are thinking, man, you guys may never lose again. Like, you guys are getting breaks, you're getting saves, you're getting contributions up and down the lineup. So, what's been the sense of this streak? Yeah. Uh, with the amount of games we have left, I'm guessing we're probably going to lose again. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, the way things are going, um, Gary Price said this one, one time, actually, in an interview. He said that it's never as bad as it is, and it's really never as good as it is either. Uh, and that's super true. Um, you know, it seems like, you know, we can never lose again. It seems like we're on top of the world. But, um, you know, there's still a lot of things that we need to dial in on the ice. Um, 
And I mean, the, those are the opportunities. Like, it's nice that we're winning and things are going well, but there's still a lot of things that we, we need to keep getting better at, especially when uh, we're trying to get somewhere. What's the value in you guys having that confidence and stepping on the ice every game and thinking you're going to win, going into the third period close, thinking you're going to win? Yeah, it's been massive. Uh, I was actually talking to a few of the guys. Like, every time we go into the third period, it feels like I essentially get nothing on me, uh, and we just kind of take over the game, whether we're down one, up one. Going into the third period, we, we just do a great job. Um, so it's always a nice feeling uh, when you get through the first two periods and it's a really tight game. Going into the third, you kind of you you got a little bit more swagger going into the third period just because you know that the guys are going to be coming out. So, um, but I also believe that we've been doing that pretty well for all three periods. So it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun. How are you going to kind of strike the balance between getting a little rest and relaxation and keeping your game sharp over this break here? Yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to to see what I do. I uh, I'm not too sure yet. We're me and my family are gonna go to get get some sun. Um, and yeah, I'm just gonna relax uh, for sure the next three days, and then kind of see what happens after that. Uh, maybe I'll play around a golf. Who knows? How well are you seeing the play before they have like the shot the slot there, and the negative the power play in the first three? But the guy's wide open and made the same. Yeah, that was a great play. Um, it's uh, especially on the power play. It's it's difficult to kind of anticipate what's going to happen just because they have so many plays that they potentially make. Uh, that's why it's so important uh, how my D play it, and I think they really helped me kind of read that play a little bit better because uh, I believe it was Darnell. I could be wrong. Um, you guys would probably know, but um, he kind of took away the his shot opportunity, so I kind of knew it had to go somewhere, and I was able to come up with a save, which was it's always a good feeling to make saves like that. One player on their team seems like he shoots from everywhere. Is that Forsberg? I mean, nine he, shots. Tonight. Yeah, he's uh, he's a dangerous player. Uh, it's my first time ever playing Nashville, um, and they have some uh, incredible skill. Actually, he gets the puck to the net, but he's smart about it too. Uh, he picks his spots, picks the right time. So he uh, he made it really difficult on me tonight. Stuart, I know you guys. The ultimate goal is to win a Stanley Cup here, but what would it mean to tie that record and potentially break that record? Of the seven to win streak. Uh, yeah, uh, it would be great. Um, it would it would feel good for a moment, uh, and then uh, you realize that you got a game the next day or the next you know two days later. So um, that's kind of how it is. Like you got you, you definitely want to enjoy those moments and um, you know celebrate those wins. Um, but there's uh, again there's a lot more work uh, to be had. Bigger picture question about you: How would you evaluate last season? You played a lot down the stretch. Energy management. How you felt in the playoffs? Do you apply any lessons learned or anything to what's going to happen here on out this year? Um, I think I I think last year, especially in the playoffs, if you want to go back that far, I think. Um, it wasn't much of an energy issue or anything like that. Uh, we we definitely did a great job on my energy levels, and I think we're doing a great job now. Um, that's also a lot up to me and how I treat myself, how how I eat, how I hydrate, and all that stuff. So um, we got a great facility here, great people working for us, and uh, nutritionists. Uh, I mean, we got we got the nines to everything. So um, yeah, I'm in a good spot to to get my rest, get my recoveries, and play as much as I can. I. I'd, like I've said before, I'd play every game if I could. So you're good with 60-plus starts and feeling like that? I'm good with 82 up. and <laughs> keep going in the playoffs. That is Stuart Skinner, who has won 12 in a row, extending his own 
team record for consecutive wins by a goaltender. Thanks to Brendan Escott for bringing us the interviews from the Oilers dressing room this afternoon. They've won 16 straight. What can you say? It's amazing. There has been one other 16-game winning streak in the history of the league. That was the Blue Jackets a few years ago. The Oilers can tie the league record of 17 when they're back at it, presented by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers on Tuesday, February 6th, visiting the Vegas Golden Knights 6.30 face-off show, game at 8. Get more on this game on globalnews.ca, 630chet.com. Thanks to our studio producer, Angie Quinnell, and our game day engineer, Troy Bowler. We've been live in Studio 99, the final, Edmonton 4, Nashville 1. I'm Abba Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.